Studios is bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. Alright, alright, alright. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all new edition of Bumming with Bobcat and a special edition of Bumming with Bobcat. As for the first time ever, we are giving you guys a special podcast simulcast as we go coast to coast from New Jersey to California as I am joined by Herman James from The Rant with Herman James and Friends to this week's episode to discuss the world of, of cheap booze, advertising, mascots, Bud Ice, Quiznos, Sponge Monkeys, masks, Quiznos Cuffs, <laughs> uh, you name it, we cover it in this week's episode. So you can hear it right here on my show, on Bum with Bobcat and at bumwinebob.com, and you can also hear it on his show at thehermanjames.com and on all your favorite podcast devices. Just search for the rant with Herman James and friends. We had a good time. We threw back some beers. We cracked open some of the well, I cracked open the Yingling Premium Light as the bumwinebob.com beer of the week. So. That's enough of me laying it out for you guys. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy. Cheers. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to be as well-known and as international as I have been. Uh, As you guys heard for the last podcast, we actually were talking to some Aussies. Well, he wasn't really an Aussie. He's a guy in New Zealand, the Dingleberry of Australia. Uh, But... Today, we're doing a coast-to-coast here, West Coast to East Coast podcast. I've got Bumwine's Bob here, uh, guest hosting on The Rant. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad in California. It stopped raining for one day, so people stopped freaking the fuck out and started driving home. <laughs> I heard, I heard that. I, I was listening to some of the show you did last week about bad drivers and, and rain, and, and trust me, I'm in New Jersey. And it's the middle of winter, it's cold, it's been raining, it's been snowing, so I know all about bad drivers. I deal with them every morning and afternoon on my way to and from work, so I feel your pain out there. But at least you guys don't have to deal with snow out there, so consider yourself Not in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, not, not there at least, and even when you do, I'm sure it's not the amount of snow that we get here and rain and ice from time to time. So, uh, so you're lucky at least <laughs> in that regard anyway. 
Well, and, I, and I'll agree with that. I, I think that's a pretty good statement for that. We do have people, however, because of California being, like I said with um, Gareth, we're we're a relatively well weathered state, where we get you no know, rain sporadically, if that. We were in like a, a five year drought, so now if it just sprinkles, we're fucked in traffic, and then if it's snowing. All hell's broken loose. People literally assume hell has frozen over and they're freaking out. <laughs> I know. I, I've seen the pictures. I've seen the stories, not necessarily in Sacramento, but I know in other parts of the USA where they rarely get snow. I think there was that time in Atlanta a few years ago. They got maybe an inch of snow and they were showing the freeways, you know, backed up, cars, 10 car pileups over this one little you know, dusting of, of snow on the ground. So I can imagine, you know, when you're not used to it, I, I totally get it. I can understand it, but either way, it's still a pain in the ass to have to deal with it. It is, but I drive a lesbian wagon. As everyone's heard, my, <laughs> my daily driver is a 99 Subaru legacy Outback all wheel drive car. And it's specifically so I don't have to deal with assholes that can't drive. It, it, it works out well for me. Um, one thing a lot of people don't know about me personally is that I'm from Staten Island. You have a better accent than I do if I were to talk like I was from New York, but that's because speech class made me talk this way. They thought I was retarded as a child because I talked with hot eyes. My mother still talks like this and it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I, yeah, I have a, a very, uh, what I call offensive driving status in terms of I really push the limits and get out of the way of idiots, whereas Californians typically drive defensively and aggressively, which aggressive to me just means you're a freaking idiot and don't know what you're doing, and defensively means you're too much of a pussy to make the first move. So it, it it's a weird dynamic here, but my father taught me to drive from being on the East Coast, and my first time behind the wheel of a car, I was doing 100 plus miles an hour because he said I had to get through all five gears all the way up and all five gears all the way down. I didn't know he meant easy, so I just punched him. <laughs> That's one way to learn right there, so you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a... It was fun. It was an experience, I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can definitely agree with that. I, I don't think he was ever comfortable with that one. And after that day, he never wanted to take me on the freeway. So it, it was a it was a, an event. <laughs> so how long have you been out in uh, Sacramento in there? Have you been there for a long time? Or did you were you just born in Staten Island and then moved when you were young? Or Yeah. I was uh, born in Staten Island, and then we moved out to the West Coast pretty quick. I, I wasn't even a year old at that time. Uh, okay, but okay. I grew up in a household where my mother still talks like that, and my mother still has water, coffee, all that kind of crap. And, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you so can't, you can't really change that. You know, I mean, she she grew up with that and lived her life that way. For you, I mean, you never got to experience that, so you still learned it through her. So I, I get why you still kind of had that the accent even a little bit even though you weren't in the staten island on the east coast it just kind of the household just kind of still gave it to you exactly and, and she really gets the hard r's in that you know 
Staten Island kind of accent when we piss her off. And that only happened all the time. <laughs> so we got pretty well versed in uh, understanding when she's real mad is when that accent came out and we're like, oh, crap. So it, it was fun. But on to the, the idea for our episode today, uh, Bob, you and I talked about uh, what we want to talk about before the show came on, before we hit the record button. And uh, as everyone can understand, with the name of Bum Wine Bob for the podcast. By the way, Bob, uh, what's the podcast location? Where can people find the podcast? Well, the, the podcast is Bumming with Bobcat. Uh, you can find us at bumwinebob.com on all your your favorite podcast apps, devices, anywhere you get your podcast, just search for bum wine bob or bum with bobcat and uh and you can find us there and you know and my forte as people know if you're listening to this through you know since it is a dual podcast here at least what we're we're going for and what we're striving for today you know bumming with bobcat people who listen to my show know i i dive deep into the world of of cheap booze on a a fairly daily basis. So we decided, you know, what better conversation topic than uh, cheap booze, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, we talked about my cheapness before the show started and people in uh, my real circle, the real world really know how cheap I am. And everyone that listens to the rant knows exactly how cheap I am because I talk about being cheap and how I do a lot of DIY projects in my house, not because I am extraordinarily gifted in the craft of woodworking or home repairs, but because I'm not paying some asshole 500 bucks to do something I can do in three hours. Yeah. I, it, so I, nothing wrong with that. No, it works really well. And so I'll, uh, I, I want to call like, the people that listen to you, bump uh, bobcats. Yeah, you, you could call them like the you know the the little bobcats of the world. You know, I mean, you know, like you know Hulk Hogan used to have you know his his little Hulksters, and they had the the Ultimate Warrior had the little warriors. You know, we can have the little bobcats as the uh, the fans out there. You know, I never I never thought of that <laughs> in the past, but you know maybe we just coined you know something to have the. Uh, the, the little bobcats of the world who listen to the podcast and, and follow uh, the website, you know, that that's who they that are. Works. I like it. I like it. See, this is why we're here. We're here to break these things down, <laughs> the hard hitting topics. See, we're both of us here. We're, we're idea mans. And, and when I saw your show and, and we kind of reached out to each other, you know, through the, uh, the Twitter machine and, and the way you kind of do your show and the way I do my show is fairly similar because we're kind of like a a solo podcast host, but we bring guests on uh, from time to time, but we do solo things as well. So it was kind of like a perfect fit in a way. It could also be a not perfect fit yeah. when you're used to kind of talking to yourself which i'm i'm very good at <laughs> about just don't do it in public and then lose the argument with yourself because that makes exactly see that was the good thing about you know podcasting is like you know i can now sit you know in, in my basement and at my computer and you know talk to myself for you know a half hour an hour and as long as i'm recording it and distributing it out to the masses i don't sound like a, a crazy person anymore <laughs> exactly 
I still sound crazy. I, it, it's fine with me. Uh, people know I'm crazy enough to do it. And uh, I, I say that I get away with it because of my stunning good looks, which is very apparent when you're listening to yeah, a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you have the, you have the face for radio is what I, what I like to say, you know, that's what they always say, you know, when you're sitting behind the microphone, nobody has to see you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's always nice. Well, on the uh, idea for cheap booze, uh, by the way, if anyone's looking to find my podcast, just go to thehermanjames.com. Very plain, very simple, thehermanjames.com. Uh, there's a podcast location button. Just go right through there. Click whatever you listen to, however you listen to it on any mobile device at all. It goes right through there. If you really want to find out and be as lazy as I am, just yell at your smart speaker and say, play the rant with Herman James. Hey, 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 right play it. Hey, hey, play it. It works. It, it does. For a while, I was getting annoyed because it was playing uh, a woman's podcast that wasn't even named the same thing. So I was a little annoyed. But uh, iHeartRadio put me on uh, a few months ago. And so that trumped whatever she was doing with a similar sounding name-ish to mine. And uh, yeah, so now I win. The people have spoken, and they're they're now telling him that they want to hear you and not this other lady. Yeah, sucks for her because she has a name that sounds like Herman. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's bad for her. But um, for the cheap booze idea, just to give a context of uh, what. I am doing here in uh, my own studio. I've actually picked up a local brewer's uh, beer here. I got a four pack of 16 ounce cans of a knee deep brewing company. Uh, this one's actually a courtside IPA. It looks like a retarded Martian doing a, a dunk, but uh, it cost me seven bucks. So I'm going to crack a second one. Cause I got pre lube. <laughs> and, and, and normally I would say, you know, craft beer, is not on the cheap booze spectrum but once you came back with the four pack for seven dollars i mean even you know for me that still sounds you know four beer seven bucks no way but when i have you know bought craft beer before and from time to time i dabble in the 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 higher living i guess you could say of the craft beer and for seven dollars that is not a bad price for a four pack of of craft beer so i guess i guess we can let that no. slide for the episode and and, and we'll allow it <laughs> and you know it's craft beer because it's that generic no frills aluminum can with that vinyl sticker yeah. Over the aluminum can. <laughs> Nothing fancy. It's just a can with a sticker. That's it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got this. So, uh, Bobcat, give us a, a background of your uh, inauguration, I guess, <laughs> into uh, right, well, Well, before I, I get into that, I will say I am I am on the, the sort of cheap beer uh, kick for, for tonight. And I'm cracking open a. Uh, oh, I've had a few already. Of uh, Yingling, it's a Yingling Premium Light uh, beer. So, I mean, I don't know because I know Yingling is in certain places you can't get it. Some places you can. I don't know if you guys have it out there in uh, Sacramento and California. 
or not, if or if you've had Yingling, because I know for some reason the way it's imported and exported from state to state, it's hard to find in some states. Some states have cases of it anywhere you go, so I don't know if you have it over there or not. I don't think I've ever heard of it out here. And as you're saying it, I've got like Asian jokes and like Ringling Brothers <laughs> things in my head going like, it hits a whole bunch of stupid shit like going through the brain and mouth filter, and I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah, gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's a famous beer. It's the uh, the classic Yingling. I mean, it's been around since 1829, so you know it's got to be you know good if it's been around that long. And they have their their regular uh, lager beer, but this is like their cheaper end of their premium beer, which was only thirteen ninety nine for a case for a twenty four pack I picked up a few days ago. Nice. So it's it's perfectly fitting and it will be well it will probably already be out there as the bumwinebob.com beer of the week uh by the time this podcast drops because we're recording it on Thursday night. The beer of the week will come out on Friday. So by the time you're hearing nice. this you can head to bumwinebob.com to check it out and hear my uh, and read my thoughts and and drunken commentary <laughs> <laughs> on on the beer and everything that that goes with it there. But yeah, and it and it for and for those of you out there, you know, watching your your calories, you know, your New Year's resolutions, it's only ninety eight calories, so you're you're good there. And uh, six point six grams of uh, carbs. So, and no fat, no fat. You can't have any fat. <laughs> now, in terms of, because uh, I'm curious of this, because my favorite beer to drink on a regular basis, without question, I, I typically have a keg of it. My kegerator in my house is going to be uh, Corona. Now, I have parlayed that into Corona Light. Because it's the same idea. It's a little bit lighter of the bad shit for you. And it, it works for me. It's still fine. Yet in taste tests, everyone says it's the worst tasting beer that everyone's ever tasted. <laughs> I'm like, I don't give two shits. Like, I like it. It's fine for yeah. me. And we have it on my parties. So it's a light beer for me. And I enjoy drinking it. And I can get a, well, I can't get a, I don't get a full keg because I get two kegs on tap of my house. Um, well, we got the, oh, I guess they're called pony kegs now. Uh, so it's like the five gallon kegs uh, of it. And it runs me, I think, a uh, hundred bucks for the keg for that. I pay more literally to have a fucking pony keg than I would <laughs> have a full keg because they're assholes and do it that way. But uh, for me, I love the taste because I can drink it and I can have a picture of that and not have my tongue go numb. And I don't mean that like I'm eating like dirty pussy because I, I <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't want that <laughs> after like a few like ipas like double ipas like you get that like heavy tongue we don't feel any yeah yeah the beer anymore it, 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 yeah because with, with the ipas you can only have you know a few of them and then because i mean and you will get a good buzz and you really don't need to drink more at that time but for like the summertime or spring you know you're doing a whole day of drinking I'm with you. I'm a I'm a fan of of Coronas and Corona Light as well. I have some Corona Lights in the in the fridge down here too. So I'm with you. I know a lot of people, like you said, give it 
a lot of shit for how it tastes or, you know, it's the cheap, you know, Mexican, you know, piss water beer. But for me personally, I have I have no problems with it. I enjoy it, too. Yeah. And see, and I call it Mexican piss water as I'm drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying that as I drink it, but it's it's really because I also cannot drag myself to purchase Coors Light or Bud Light. First off, I don't like Bud Light in the first place. I've never bought that as a beer. It wasn't my like palate to do in the first place. I just it's nothing against Anheuser Busch. I don't have anything against them. It's just it just wasn't my thing. Coors Light, I think, just had less shit in it, so it, it was a little more crisp for me. But spending as much time as I did in college in playing beer pong and buying 30 packs because the store next to our frat house, that's right, I was in fraternity, folks, <laughs> uh, only kept certain 30 packs or certain amount of 30 packs in the fridge at a time, so we got a lot of like warm 30 packs and then we're playing beer pong with this. And then in the next day I woke up and I lived in the frat house and we go to the garage and now the garage smells like warm, stale, flat, Coors light. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, yeah, mm -mm." I I know. I know that smell very well. (laughs) I can, as soon as you said that I can picture it. And I've had that, that same morning after, uh, as well after waking up after a party and walking out there and you have the half empty, you know, cups on the table from the beer pong, the floor is all sticky, you know, from all the, the beer. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same issues in college. I wasn't in a frat, I did, but I did, you know, have, a an apartment with some, some friends of mine in college and, you know, we had some parties and yeah, that morning after you'd go out there and, and that warm leftover beer smell and cleaning it up. Uh, I, I know exactly oh, what yeah. you're, you're saying, especially when you're hungover and on the verge of throwing up as it is already. And yeah, <laughs> it didn't help. No, no. It, it was all sorts of bad. So I can't, as what people consider an adult, uh, I can't physically purchase that. I don't, I don't go buy a case of it. If I'm out drinking somewhere in a bar, I don't buy that. And the fucked up caveat is there's a bar here in Sacramento that the fiance loves to go to. And I was a massive patron to way before we even started dating. And after I would drink what I normally drink, I would then just try to, you know, maintain and they sell tall boys of PBR for three bucks. Oh, nice. <laughs> I can do PBR yeah, all day long. Perfectly fine with that. PBR is it's another just, favorite of mine, too. So I'm with you on that. That's something I can drink. Uh, you know, just keep going and going and going. It gives you that, you know, that steady buzz throughout and doesn't, usually doesn't put you over the edge too quick. No, no, no. I mean, and I'm not even mad that it's Russian now. These days, I mean, what what can you do? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a weird thing. You're a you're a big beer fan yourself, but uh, you were aware that that got purchased by a Russian guy, right? I, I know, I, I know, I heard you know rumblings about it. I didn't hear the whole story, so 
uh, about the the Russian guy purchasing it. Uh, that that's news to me. Uh, now I I remember the whole controversy a few months ago that uh, it, they had the whole distribution rights through I think uh, Miller Coors, who was threatening to you know cease the production of it. Wow. Uh, but they I guess they came to some sort of an agreement to continue to. Because I guess they use their breweries to to brew the beer and they ship it out from there, uh, and there was a whole big you know uh, confusion and PBR and yeah about you know they were going to stop PBR was going to vanish, um, but luckily they sorted it out and for now we're we're in the clear. But I I did not know that some uh, some Russian guy is the <laughs> owner now. Oh yeah, I, I want to say that was. Um... Roughly six years ago, so five, six years ago now. And um, he bought, or they bought, uh, 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 Hoover makes PBR also is, and I'm probably wrong on this, to be 100% on it. It's one of the two. It's either Colt 45 or Schlitz malt liquor. It's also made by the same people that make PBR. You you are are correct. You are correct about that. Yeah, Colt 45 and... uh... And Schlitz are made by uh, Pabst uh, as well. So, yeah. So, he, he bought that market or that company, the Russian company, bought that market and didn't change a damn thing. And that doesn't bother me. Like I said, it was something weird to me at the time. I worked in hospitality when uh, that whole purchase came to fortune. So, I heard about it and I was like, ooh, do we stop selling this now? Is this a thing? Like, do, do people care? Because – Personally, I don't care. I don't care where my stuff comes from because if that were a thing for me, I wouldn't have an iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. People get all up in arms on things. And it's the same thing, too. I think Anheuser-Busch, I think, is is now owned by some foreign country, you know, and they made that big hoopla, you know, when they put, you know, America on the cans, you know, a, a few years ago. And it's like, so you're putting America on a can that is now owned by some other foreign <laughs> country, and they're making this big I thing. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. I forget what uh, who owns them now. Uh, yeah, but it's some foreign country. So that was like the big I controversy when they did that whole big promotion about you know Budweiser and America, and we we're going to write America on the the cans and the bottles and it's all USA all the way. And it's like, well, you know, your company's owned by, you know, some, uh, some foreign uh, country now. Right. But yeah, who needs to know that? They're just trying to sell more beer. <laughs> I I did not know that Anheuser-Busch got bought out by somebody else. And see that that's new to me. I, I obviously, I don't pay that much attention to that kind of stuff. Um, but Golly, I I did not know that. And I'm also trying to stall as I'm on my phone. I just Googled who bought him as a bush. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me, uh, I was like, I was actually typing the same thing, uh, uh, too. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Michael, whoever that guy is, currently president of CEO of North American and has a bush in this and that. Over the U.S. Yeah, because it was something. Uh, let's see. They say everybody out there listening, you know, talks amongst yourselves for uh, for a few minutes here. And uh... <laughs> well, it looks like uh, Anheuser Busch yeah. and Bev uh, formally following this and that. It looks like it's saying it's uh, Brewers yeah. in Belgium. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was something like that. Yeah. 
Well, they just, this guy says he's from Belgium. Yeah, that ABM was, was it was you a guys listening, just fucking yeah, yeah, it's a merger it. between uh, Interbrew Belgium and AM Bev from Brazil, who acquired Anheuser Busch from the United States in October 2015. So, there you have it, people. Oh, <laughs> breaking That's the it. news, right Break, now. breaking right breaking now. news from 2015. <laughs> I'm sorry we weren't we weren't sober enough at the time to report this stuff, but hey, it's 2019 now. Now you guys know. <laughs> and what makes me laugh the most right now is I've got all these redneck fucks in my head talking about America, Budweiser. Like, oh yeah, yeah, and that was that was the whole thing behind it because it was like, okay, you're pushing this whole America thing, and you're not owned by an American company anymore, but. Hey, it's going to sell the beers. That's what people want to see. Hey, more power to them. Oh, that's so great. Uh, yeah. And see, now I'm okay with my stake of I like Coors over Bud just because the taste of it was, again, it just tastes less, I don't know, spice. I've been all over the place over the years with, with my taste in beers for for a while i was a big budweiser fan just regular straight up bud anytime i went out somewhere that's what i would get i'd pick up a case i'd I'd bring it home and then once i started doing uh, my website and the blog and i decided you know let me you know start venturing out into more beers cheap beers mind you i'm not going down the fancy road i mean from time to time yes but uh yeah and, and trying to find kind of like cheap light beers uh and yes i was on a kind of like a, a bud light kick for a while too i'd get that but i have been more towards the the miller coors side of things i'm not a i'm not a big fan of coors light though i have i have i have, I have yeah, one friend who that's like all he if he doesn't drink an ipa uh or some sort of craft beer all he drinks is is coors light he's one of those people that's like anything else other than that like he won't drink any other beer and i'm like dude just drink the it's it's a Miller Lite. It's a Bud Light. Just drink the goddamn beer. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and see, as an underage kid, when I moved to Sacramento to go to college, and I was trying to, you know, have enough alcohol to maintain for a week or two weeks, where I'm doing off of the minimal amount of money I could make or have, you know, on the side and get some random person to buy me booze from. I loved, and to this day, I'll still say it. Uh, MGD, not Miller Lite, the gold MGDs. Yeah, MGD, yeah. yeah, I can still do that. I can still maintain that. I love that. I would have, they didn't even make 30 packs that I think they had like 24 packs that back in the day. And uh, I'd have a case of that that's chilled sitting by my chair in my tiny ass desk as I'm on my laptop playing. Oh, what was it? Uh, not even Call of Duty. I can't remember the name of it now. But essentially, it was uh, just a uh, first-person, you know, army shooter game, and it was great. Are you talking? Are you talking Rainbow Six? Or, or, or Rainbow or, Six? Okay, before right. Rainbow Six. Before, okay, okay. 
Soldier of Fortune. Oh, That's yes, it. yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So I was a, you know, 18, 19 year old kid in college drinking a 24 pack and playing Soldier of Fortune and having a blast doing that in my own room. I rented in a house here in Sacramento while I was in college and doing all of that kind of stuff and just kind of enjoying myself. And to this day, I, I didn't overdo it on MGG because. It was me gaming like a fucking nerd doing it. <laughs> and and I say nerd, by the way, endearingly, lovingly, and jealously. Because these fucks who were so good at these games now are like Ninja. I want I want to talk to Ninja, by the way. Ninja, if you ever hear this, and I'm going to say Ninja a few more times for that search engine optimization. So hopefully he hears this and wants to be on the show. How the fuck do you get paid to play video games my parents kicked me the fuck out of the house when i was a kid playing too many video games because they wanted to but now that it's a thing so the term nerd for me when i say it's endearing and it's loving and i'm envious because i don't know as much as they know i didn't pick up technology as well as they did and so it's a weird thing but yeah mgd love it (laughs) yeah no i'm a fan of mgd uh to it. I don't drink it that often, but when I do, it's kind of like a you know a special occasion. And what I picked up the other day, which has always been a favorite of mine, is uh, is Bud Ice. Bud Ice is another mm. cheap beer that that has always been a favorite of mine. That it's like a special treat to me, at least. There is literally only one thing about Bud Ice I like. I I've had it maybe once, maybe twice. And that's neither here nor there. I'm not bagging on the taste or anything about the company. The one thing I love about Bud Ice the most is the fucking penguin. I I, I knew you were going to say that. And that's exactly <laughs> the reason why. And I think that's probably why I ventured to it was, you know, growing up in the commercials with the penguins. And at the time I was not of age to, to drink during, oh, during that time. But I just think it kind of resonated with me uh, growing up seeing that. And then by the time I was eventually, you know, of age, you know, by beer myself, I went towards that. I have a, I have a big uh, steel uh, Bud Ice sign that has the Beware of the Penguins uh, that I have. That was down in my basement here, and I also have a couple of the little uh, mugs that used to talk that had the dooby dooby doo, and and I had and I had somewhere I don't know it must be at, hopefully it's still somewhere buried in the basement at my parents' house. Uh, they got me a little keychain too that that said that you know when I was you know like like ten years old. So I mean they you know, help me on this path of, <laughs> of life uh, where yeah, I am yeah, now. Helped you, guided you or the responsible for Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because once you started saying that about the Bud Ice, I was like, oh, he's going to the, the Penguins. That was, that, was, Penguins. that was a legendary spot at the time of, of promoting it. It's my favorite, more so than the Frogs, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Frogs were were cool. I liked that too, but I think the Penguins were, were, much, were much better. Uh, with that now i think if they brought the penguins back maybe they would you know bring the bud ice back up into prominence again i mean 
but oh, but there'd be like some some fucked up like Me Too movement against oh, them yeah. because they made some creepy ass like videos. Oh about yeah, it. yeah. Like, they're in the back of the car. They're in your house. Yeah, you go you go out there. Anybody who's listening, go on to YouTube. Put in the uh, the Bud Ice Penguins commercials, and yeah, you look back at some of those things now, and you're like. And that's really fucked up that they were <laughs> they're doing this stuff and and yeah it was it was a, a major promotion back at that time and just over the years I mean you know you don't hear it talked about much I'm surprised you know they you know they still make it you know to a certain extent but I guess there's still a lot of people out there other than me that are going out there and buying it oh there's gotta be. I think my favorite all time, and so many people forget this since we're talking about like the mascots and the commercials, and this has nothing to do with cheap booze, and it's a it's it's what I do. It's a tangent. It's uh, hands down the my favorite worst mascot, Quiznos. Uh, no, no, the, the Sponge Monkeys were mice. awesome. Sponge Monkeys were awesome. Uh, <laughs> right, my. You know the names. Oh, I, I lived on. I lived on Quiznos when, uh, when I was in college, and Quiznos was like the the new you know sandwich shop, and and my friends and I just literally talked about it today because because they were all over the place. I don't know if you have any Quiznos in California anymore. Oh, we do. The the thing that we just got new here is uh, Jimmy John's, okay. which you guys have had for a while. We just got yeah, those here. Yeah, and and Quiznos was big for a while. We had they were all over the place here in New Jersey, and uh, me and a couple of my friends used to, you know, always go like every weekend. We'd go there. We would we'd get sandwiches. We we made friends with the the guy who owned the place because we were there you know, so much. I was even, I was supposed to even dress up as the Quiznos. They had a big giant like cup, like mascot that would stand on, that would stand (laughs) on the side of the road to, to wave at the cars, to try to get them to come in. Two times I was supposed to go there to dress up as the giant cup to stand out there. But both times for some reason, the costume was broken or he made up some lame ass excuse. And I was like pumped up to, you know, stand on the side of the road, wave at the cars, tell them to come to Quiznos, you know, get my, you know, probably like 20 bucks for the, for the day and a free sandwich to, (laughs) to, to do this. Uh, It was never meant to be, but yeah, at the time, those, those sponge monkeys, the commercials, I mean, yes, they were kind of freaky, but, uh, but you talked about them. That's yeah, great marketing. Exactly. You're like, oh, these guys are ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't good enough that the company could stay in, you know, as much business as it had at that time. So they they fucked it up somewhere. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but yeah, it, yeah. People always say, you know, those those stupid, you know, things were you know so freaky, and and they were, they were. But you exactly, you got people talking, and then. I guess it certainly didn't bring anybody into the the store because they went out of business in a lot of places, but but still they talked about it. Yeah. Now I gotta ask, only because you brought up the fact that you would dress like the drink. Did it look like Shake from Aqua Team Hunger Force, or how how were you? Uh, it did. It was fairly similar to that. Now I. I 
Like, I'm going to look really quick, but I really <laughs> doubt that there'll probably be any uh, pictures, pictures of this. Of oh, no, no, there is, there is out there. You search Quiznos Cup on Google, and uh, you'll see the Quiznos Sub uh, Cup uh, out there. Because it was like an inflatable costume, and I guess, I don't know if it had a hole in it or something when I showed up to to do it. So you see all these people posing with the Quiznos Cup. So that could have been me. I could have been famous as the uh, the Quiznos uh, Cup here. That's great. Uh, but but yeah, so yeah, it's similar to to Shake from the <laughs> Aqua oh, Teen. Uh, yeah, gotta love it. Yeah. All right, so let's try this for it to give you a background on me. This is both. For both of our audiences, everyone listening on East Coast, West Coast, everyone that's kind of in between there for us, uh, back on, on me of what I drink, what I choose to drink, how I chose it, and kind of that way, a quick synopsis, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more here, but a quick synopsis for me is um, young kid, didn't really drink much in high school, didn't do much of that. Uh, once I got 16, I made fake IDs. I learned how to make them because I used it as a class for counterfeit brought to the police. They showed me how to make counterfeit IDs. <laughs> I think they knew what I was doing, but they offered to like, help me anyway. So it worked. And then I was buying alcohol and driving it around in my cars. And then I worked for a catering facility and was taking booze and kegs, put in my car. Brought the empty shells back to make sure that they got recycled. And so we got our money back. Win-win, right? And so um, that was like my big introduction to alcohol. It was probably like a junior, senior year of high school. I uh, came to college, broke as fuck, broke college student the entire time, and uh, still stuck in the hospitality world and learned that I can go to college and make tons of money as a bartender, bar back server, did it for a long time. I have honestly had more high-end alcohol, wines, liquors, beers from all around the world that I can't afford to this day. And I mean like $110 per ounce. Like wow. Cavassiers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A really high roller shit right there. <laughs> that is embarrassingly stupid things to buy. Like, who buys that? Who the yeah, fuck? You hear for? that? Yeah. Once you said that, I'm like, I I understand that stuff's out there, but I'm like, why are you, you going to spend your money on that? Even if I had that type of money, I certainly why? wouldn't spend it on that. No. <laughs> but no, hey, but hey, I guess no people want to do it to show off and whatever, whatever, dude. That's cool. You want to do it that way, be that guy, but personally, no thanks. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not worth it to me. And as the patron and as a worker in hospitality, I can't sell. I, I can't even get it out without laughing. I can't sell something. I don't know how it tastes. Except for pussy. I can sell yeah. it all day, <laughs> yeah. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so I was able to taste all this stuff. I've had people from all over the country have me taste their things and kind of go with it. And I'm I'm not an influencer. I'm not. By the way, I don't like the way that sounds. Uh, I'm not like someone that does this kind of stuff. 
and I've tried everything and I've gone back to what I like. I spent time in college throwing up the next day and having hangovers and just being ridiculously, ridiculously hungover and feeling like shit to understand that now I've taken out the bullshit, super cheap, super bad. And I mean, super cheap in terms of in my intro to college, my liquor was Bacardi 151. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing was, wrong with that. I think that was I think everybody I think you know had I think you had to kind of start at that level. I mean uh for for me personally it was like the absolute, you know, like that whole line of the absolute vodkas and they had their flavored vodkas at the time. So I'm with you. I hear you where you're going. But see, y- you were a little bit more uh, intelligent about it than I was. <laughs> Me, I, again, I'm cheap. And so I thought this. If it costs me $20 for a bottle of 85 proof, absolute, or it costs me $20 for a bottle of 151 proof, Bacardi, What's going to get me there quicker, hold me longer, and what will I have more of tomorrow? It's Bacardi smart. 151. It's smart. It's a smart business decision right there. I am not a smart business idea guy. I am cheap. <laughs> and I think of how I can keep my money and then parlay the kept money into something different, which is considered business sense. But that's not where my mindset's at. I'm not thinking like this is a great idea. I'm thinking if I spend twenty bucks here, I've got yeah, fifty bucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get drunk tonight. I'm gonna get drunk tomorrow, the next night, and maybe a fourth day from this if I play my cards right. And and maybe somebody comes over and maybe they bring something too that I can you know drink and yeah, so I can have like five days off of this one bottle. <laughs> Dude, and I last that bottle probably that would go for uh, two weeks. And it's because almost exactly what you said, except for the people that came over. Like, what do you got? I'm like, just Bacardi. Oh, I love Bacardi. 151. Are you fucking uh, crazy? You guys are mooching, <laughs> mooching off my shit over here. <laughs> well, no, it was fine because they would match. We would match. So they would bring over like a 30 okay, pack. Okay. Because that was like 20 bucks. And they're like, 151, like, oh, okay. dude, I, I could like a half shot of that. I'm like, all right, half a shot, and then we drink your 30-pack. That's win-win okay. for me because yeah, my, no, and, and, my bottle lasts forever. Okay, and in that case, that's fine. First, when you said that, I thought they were just coming over there to mooch off of your, you know, 151 and, oh, and not no. bring anything. I'd be like, dude, come on. What do, you, what do you got for me? It's a trade-off here. Oh, no. People were way too much of a pussy to be able to drink that much. And I, I would like to say that it's because of the 151. I am now, we'll call it well-versed in alcohol, that uh, I can out-drink pretty much everyone that we come into contact with. Now, Bobcat, you and I have not drank together yet, so I, I can't say that for sure with you, but I can say for sure when people come up against me and it's someone trying to test my masculinity or my manhood, I go toe for toe pretty well. And I, I can maintain myself so much so that the last time, and this was back in college, that uh, I ever got tested on this, 
I think I end up drinking two thirds of a handle of crown Royal and still being just fine. And the other person had about six shots and then threw up and then went to bed. (laughs) See, I've never been a big hard alcohol drinker. Uh, I mean, I, I can, I can do it from time to time, but yeah, if you're going shot for shot with that, I don't know. I mean, I, I can drink a lot of a lot of cheap shit uh, <laughs> and everything, but when it when it comes to shots and and things like that, uh, I don't know. It like it's been a while for me too that the last time that I've tried to, you know, have more than a shot or two. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, personally, I I usually uh, drink just stick to a lot of uh, a beer these days, but I'm up. If somebody wants to challenge me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always up for it. So if anyone wants to challenge Bobcat, make sure you hit up his website, <laughs> hit up his link here, and you guys can do a Skype challenge. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, I don't do the whole challenge things and it's, it's simply because, I enjoy the act of drinking. That's why I like beer yeah, more than yeah. anything else because I can drink yeah. and have fun with it. But uh, again, my cheapness comes into hard, hard effect. The reason I drink Crown Royal is because I love whiskey. I really, really love whiskey. Um, I hate Jack Daniels. Regular Jack Daniels. I'm not a fan. Are you? Regular Jack. Just, just you read talking just straight up Jack. Jack. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the straight up Jack. Uh, the Jack with the honey, that that's pretty good. Oh, Honey Jack! I tried that. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the Honey Jack either. But yeah, I, 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 like thought, I thought I thought that was all right. Jack Daniels is a flavor of pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Jim Beam Apple is pretty good. I don't know if you've, if you've had that. I haven't had Jim Apple. I've had Crown Apple, and I thought that was a bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. uh uh, what else? I, yeah, like I, I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had regular, I've had regular Crown uh, Royale before, and that that's pretty good. I can, I can drink that. You know, I'm not going, you know, you know, shot for shot off it. But if you're just gonna sip on it, you know, and drink it, uh, I'm good with that. Okay, and see, I like it because I in college, uh, my frat brother, my roommate, a friend of mine loved Jack Daniels. So it was always Jack. And so we would drink that because he'd buy that. And I, again, was broke. So I stopped drinking 151, but just went to Bacardi Superior. So because you can buy a fucking handle of that for like $18. <laughs> and so that was I mean, my. I mean, you could have always gotten cheaper and got the pop off uh, vodka. Ooh, no, you know, no, no, no. Well, I tried that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Or how about um uh, the the K one um K one I'm gonna fuck up the uh, the name there because I, I had a couple of people who've been on my podcast. Uh, it's not Kamacha or or, or is, something like that. Is it still plastic bottle bottom shelf. Yeah, it is. It's um I don't know. I, they're they're gonna be pissed off. It was uh, <laughs> a couple guys who I had on my podcast before, and they were talking about the. Starts with K. I'll I'll have to figure it out. But it was another um, low bottom shelf uh, uh, vodka too that you know they were talking about saying you know about the same might have been a step up 
from the pop off <laughs> vodka. How, how, how but but no, not to step up from the pop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, a funny thing for this one is a uh, pop off itself went from a plastic squeezy bottle. I think it's a glass. Oh, Kamachka. 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 That's the black and red label, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's red. It's got some black lines uh, yeah. on it there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've seen that before. Uh, the pop off. Uh, it cracks me up because the fiance, one of her old friends, she was a cunt. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Sing. Uh, she was from the elk of my family has money, therefore I'm better than thou. Uh, they were also. East Coasterites, I, uh, they're from New England, so not fans of mine because I'm a Mets fan. Uh, but her gift to people every year, hence why I'm saying the pop off. Uh, <laughs> you see where we're going here? Yeah, see where we're going here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring it all back here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she would buy handles on handles and handles of a pop off, run it through her Brita filter. And some like lemons and peaches and shit and give people a bottle from Ross and a cork saying that she has made flavored vodka. No, bitch. You bought some $5 pop off, ran that through a charcoal filter with some limes and called it a gift. Wow. That is not okay. No, no, that's, I mean, there's, there's cheaping out on a gift and then there's really cheaping out on a gift and, and congratulations to you. You really cheaped out on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm cheap. I'm not that cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least trying damn. to pawn off the the pop off vodka as something different than that. If you're gonna buy the the handle of pop off vodka, just say what it is. It's like, look, you're showing up. You have the handle. It's like, look, this is all I got. Take it or leave it. And you say, oh, all right, fine. We'll deal with it. <laughs> And someone for there was Prada and Gucci to buy pop off and say I charcoal filtered it twice. It's the same as Grey Goose. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll pass on that one. <laughs> so, here's the question for you about talking about you know hiding in uh, misleading alcohols. In college, we put all of the high end bottles on the mantle because that's what classy college kids do <laughs> after their drink. Now the cheap ass classy ass college kids took that classy ass bottle of gray goose because we didn't know that Chopin and there were other vodkas are better than gray goose in my opinion, but we had the gray goose bottle and then we would actually take a funnel and pour in the pop off into the Grey Goose bottle, put the cap back on, put it back in the freezer, and we would fake the shit out of people we pulled out there. And we'd have kids, you know, our age. I'm not saying kids like 10 years old. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> drinking the same thing. Like, this is so good. Just a mere illusion. Like, it, it is an illusion to people that the placebo effect really does make them feel they're drinking better content. Except for. Pretty sure this is what you do. Like, I think you can taste this better than most people can. I can. I knew it was bad. I didn't even drink it. <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing. It's it's the illusion 
of of saying, oh, this is what you're drinking. This is this high class shit. But really, it's it's the bottom of the barrel stuff. It is literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. So it's it's one of those things of there's cheap to be cheap. There's cheap to be an asshole, and there's cheap because cheap is good. And I stick with that in terms of going back to whiskey. Again, I love Crown Royal. By the way, I'm not sponsored. I'm not paid by Crown Royal. There's there's no like benefit to <laughs> me for saying this. I do have three handles of Crown Royal in my cabinet right now. And for those of you who want to see what I'm talking about, um, there's going to be pictures on thehermanjames.com. And there's going to be pictures of the wine cabinet that I've refinished for like 30 bucks a purchase. It looks great. We have cheap wine on there, which is what I'm going to get to here in a moment. And then you're going to see my uh, liquor cabinet that has cheap liquor in it. The reason I have handles of Crown Royal in my cabinet is because, A, I love Crown Royal. It's not spiced like the bullshit Jack Daniels or you'd have for like Captain Morgan Spice Rum. I don't like spice anything anymore. It's smooth. It's a little bit sweet. I get that. It's not a fagla kind of a thing. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I, I like Captain. It, uh, uh, throwing that out there. I, I, it, I've got two handles of it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mad at it. I use it for a mixture. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. If I do a Captain and Coke or something like that, that I won't drink it straight yeah, up. But exactly. if I'm mixing something, uh, I have no problem with that. Yeah, give me some Captain, some orange juice, a little bit of pineapple, throw a bit of a Myers Dark Rum on that. We got a Mai Tai. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm mad at that. But I can walk to Costco and a handle of Crown Royal cost me $25. Not mad no, at that either. You, you cannot, you cannot <laughs> go wrong uh, with that because I was trying to look now because I, ha- I had a picture here of a uh, – when you were talking about the mantle – of all the oh, putting all the cheap, cheap booze and there. empty bottles and on there. I know I have a picture somewhere which I'll I'll have to dig up. It was from you know my shitty camera phone at the time, you know, in college, and I had in my room uh, in college on the top of my uh, bookshelf or whatever the hell it was there. I lined up all like the the different empty bottles of of beer. Uh, that I, you know, had drank over the, over the year, like the different types. Like if I had, you know, a a Bud Ice, I'd put the empty bottle up there, a Bud or, or whatever. I know I had a bottle of, I think, Captain up there and maybe some other stuff there, which I was trying to find right now on my computer was probably somewhere. I don't know where the hell it is, but I'll, I'll try to find it. Like you said, you were going to put up the picture (laughs) on, on your website of, of your layout there. I'm going to try to find this one here. And put it up at uh, bumwinebob.com when I when we post up the uh, the podcast, so we can kind of have a, uh, a comparison there. But I did find a picture of one of the kitchen or dining room tables from uh, a drunken night, which from the date on it says it was 2011, which was uh, cans of Budweiser and there's a bottle of uh, of Crown Royale, and then I think some some IPAs and looks like, I think it might be a bottle of whiskey. It might've been, I'm not sure which one it was, but I'll throw that up there <laughs> uh, too. Once, once you start, you know, digging deep, trying to find these things, 
when you you kind of go back in your your time machine of oh yeah that's what I that's what I did that night I don't re- I don't remember it but there's a picture of the uh, the empty cans and bottles <laughs> exactly and, and and that's the thing it we drank to get drunk and we we knew what we were doing at the time we were trying to be classy about it and have a good time and then everyone gives you the idea of this is what's supposed to be drunk. And this is what's supposed to have gone on there. And it sounds to me, I, I went more for liquor than you went for at a younger age. And by the way, everyone, this is Bobcats and mine first interaction with each other. This is off the cuff for everyone. We're not like, this is not scripted. We're not having a good time and like joshing each other. By the way, <laughs> if you want to josh me, dude, yeah, I don't know what the joshing is. means, but it, it's there. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, Bobcat, I just sent you a picture in uh, Twitter, and this is me in the frat house. Okay, and you'll see yeah. the mantle behind us. And those of you that want to see what I'm talking about, this picture will also be on the HermanJams.com. You'll see uh, everything uh, I'm talking about. You'll be able to understand what we're going for. But the idea behind drinking the good beer and the good alcohol behind everything and like putting it off. It's that presentation of how great we are, how much we can afford all that happy horseshit. But the reality is now I'm older. <laughs> I'm older. Yeah, I'm older. older. I still I'm drink. So smart. I'm you know, I'm just older now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still drink. I, I, I was good looking. I'm good looking now. I, I did a good looking one back then, and my fiance is good looking now. Like, there, there's really not much else right. changed except for now I'm older and I make more money. Like, other than that, like, we're about the same. So, now the question I was going to bring up to you in terms of when I was talking about uh, my wine cabinet and my liquor cabinet, which are two different things, like, fucking my parents were were your parents the same way a deviation of hide no, liquor not, hide not the wine really uh i mean my my parents uh were mainly uh i mean my dad was a big uh beer drinker uh growing up he was a big uh heineken drinker that's uh that's what he would drink all the time that's the one one beer yeah, that gives me a I, I have a, a decent uh tolerance i guess uh, uh to it there uh and then then eventually over the years then he f- then he ventured off to the corona light that's his beer now uh th- that he drinks there mm-hmm. but there was there there was never there was never a, a huge amount <laughs> of you know they had you know the hard stuff uh and everything but uh it was kind of like out there uh in the open, but I wasn't, I wasn't really the type to, you know, try to go in and, you know, sneak stuff and, and things like that. Uh, Cause you know, it was probably later in the, similar to what you said, kind of like later in the high school years when I started to get into drinking and stuff, but I was lucky enough to have uh, uh, friends and, and their parents who were very, you know, lenient with it. Like as long as you, you were staying there, you know, you can have drinks and hang out. Just, you know, don't do anything stupid. Well, yeah, exactly. Because that made more sense. Like let's participate in like, we'll give you this if you're going to stay here, 
But if you're going to go out somewhere else, right. like, no, don't right. drink, don't <clears throat> drive, we'll yeah. pick and, you up. And even when I started drinking a lot, too, I started with the Corona was one of the first. It was Corona, I think. And then Coors Light was probably the other, you know, entry beers uh, <laughs> that I had into uh, into the world of booze. Nice. And see, in my world of, like, drinking, in my world of, like, beer in itself was I didn't drink much beer when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old in high school, figuring that stuff out. I took the half kegs and stuff like that because it was a good party keg. But if I was going to buy something, I didn't like the taste of beer. So at that, yeah, well, I didn't like the taste of the beers I knew, Bud, Coors. It just wasn't my thing. So I actually bought. Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> like, that was my thing. Like, it, back in high school, it was Mike's Hard Lemonade. At the, uh, I, I don't have much to say uh, for that. <laughs> but but I, I can't blame you uh, either for that. I mean, at, it's something that's it's, – it's simple. It's basic. It, it's not tough to drink. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I – and as a kid, I was like trying that. to find something to, you know, knock you down on with that. But I was sitting here thinking and I'm like, you know, I can't really, you know, give you any shit for that. Cause I mean, I, I, I drank them from time to time, you know, too. I mean, that and uh, smearing off ices were the other ones uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, don't the Zimas. I mean, I've had the Zimas, uh, you know, recently when they came back, you know, uh, a year or so ago. Uh, yep. but Relaunch. yeah, I, I can't blame you. I, I can't say that I'm, I'm happy, uh, about it, <laughs> uh, but, but I, I totally, uh, understand it. Yeah. And I can't say I've had one in a long time. I, it was a high school thing because I could drink them and it, I, I enjoy the taste and they weren't bad and this and that, that and this. But it, it's really just kind of the start of like being able to drink and kind of easing yourself into drinking and enjoying drinking because it, the mentality I had as a youth yeah. or a youth, <laughs> depending on where you're from, and uh, where I came into college was as a youth, I had disposable income. I didn't have to pay for shit. Like at all. Like you live exactly. at home with your parents. You're going to high school. Right, like right. what bills do you have? So you can pay someone to buy you alcohol. By the way, I learned Spanish specifically to ask the Mexicans <laughs> at Safeway to buy me beer. That is a good trait to have. That was a, a wise uh, uh, use of your time. It worked well. I would give them 20 bucks. And they'd buy me an 18 pack and they would keep the change and they would get themselves some booze or some food. I didn't care because I got an 18 pack and I was good. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's go. Yeah. That, that's all that mattered to me that, that, that worked. And so that, I think that parlayed me into understanding at that age, how to get what you want and then move forward from there. And so I did that. I worked from that point of, okay, this is, the money I have to work with, what can I do to expand my profile? And so I went from tasting alcohol in terms of like liquor and beer and then expanding my horizons to wine. I have had bottles of wine that have been upwards of, what did they tell me? 
for a ball of wine, which is exponential to me. That, that, That shouldn't be something anyone pays for. Because the fiance and I, and you'll see the wine cabinet on thehermanjames.com. By the way, Bobcat, get on plugging yourself shamelessly. I know, I know, I know. And, <laughs> <laughs> on com, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see the actual wine cabinet that I bought for 30 bucks, And I refinished, repurposed, and read everything with it. And we have bottles of wine on there that are really expensive that were given – to us for gifts or for host gifts because we host a lot of events in our household but the things that we buy are no more than like $18 for a bottle of wine and the idea of paying more for that hurts me I'm not a wino I also don't have specific this or that's for wine I do personally enjoy a you know, Pinot Noir, that's just what I like for drinking. But I spend a lot of time in hospitality so I can say that and have taste everything. But I also put a, you know, $15, $20 aerator in a cheap bottle of wine and then flip it upside down and pour it. And that makes this very, very cheap bottle of wine taste as elegant as a high-end bottle of wine would be. Sometimes even better. And that bottle of wine lasts us maybe an hour. So why spend, you know, more than honestly 15 bucks on something that lasts you 45 minutes, yeah. except for hookers. Yeah. yeah. Hook- if you can last longer, yeah. pay for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You got to spend, you got to <laughs> spend more money for, for that there. Yeah. But once you start talking about the, um, the cheap wine now, have you ventured down the, the bum wine road? Uh, in the past with your, uh, you know, Night Train or Thunderbird, MD-2020, Cisco, Wild uh, Irish MD- Rose? I've done the MDs for sure. Uh, everything else I've heard of, I, I I can't tell you if I remember trying them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might. If you have, you might not remember it. That's the that's the trade-off. We also played Edward Forty Hands, and then we bought random shit after that and kind of Went on the road. Yeah, with that. yeah. You start with that, then you say, okay, I have you know four dollars left. Okay, what can I get here that's going to get me drunk uh, as quick as possible that I won't remember? And you're like, oh, okay, I'll take that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and everyone loves some Mad Dog. If you have a Mad Dog, get the fuck out of here. Come on, like everyone's trying, oh, yeah. it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people might not want to admit it, you know that they they've had it, but it's like, look, just come out here, just say it. You know, we've all done it. You know, some of us are still doing it, you know, if you're myself. But, you know, <laughs> there's, there's no shame in that. Go out there. If you see it in your travels, you know, pick it up. Give it a shot. You know, take a trip down memory lane. Your your college, your high school days, you know, maybe of drinking this stuff. Uh, it's still out there. You can still get it. Now, see, in terms of cheap wine, I... I started buying things when it came to wine and it because of my pervy mentality, I buy by name. And so the first wines I'm buying are Menage a Trois, Gnarly Head, things of that nature, because that's a funny B sexual and C cheap right, as fuck. Right. So and now you look at it and there's still fantastic wines to drink. And to pull it back into liquor. Because this is what you like to go with as well. 
have you had the Menage a Trois vodka? I have not. No, I I heard you mention it on on one of your other podcasts. Uh, I've heard of it before. The blind guy <laughs> taste. Yeah, I, I heard. I've heard of it, but I have not uh, given it a try yet. We have a grocery outlet out here in uh, California. I don't have a freaking clue where that's like out to how far it comes from or anything that I said, but we have a, it's like an expiration market. So like if, if your food's about to expire in three days, they've got it. And I say it like it's downtrodden, but I like to shop there because if you're buying food and cooking it that day, it's, a quarter of yes. the price of going like a Bella yeah, Ray. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. If you're yeah, if you're gonna use it right away, you know, might as well uh you know, it's like the uh the cheap booze of the cheap food, you know? I mean, get it now. Agreed. And so you get a fifth of vodka for five bucks. Like how, there's, there's no and that's uh, that's crazy. That. That's like uh, that's ludicrous pricing right there. That is cheaper than pop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you think you couldn't get any cheaper, these guys go around and, and change the game on you. And those that haven't listened to the blind taste test, Menage a Trois vodka won hands down. They beat Tito's. They beat Smirnoff, they beat Kettle, and Kirkland. Like, they won. That $5 <laughs> bottle won. You know, you're, you're, you're doing like, something uh, right if, if that's going to win the taste test. Yeah, it, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's that's the cheapest of the cheap when it comes to monetarily cheap, not production cheap. And that works great. I've got two balls out of my cabinet. <laughs> like it's, it's a good thing to do. And I, th- I think, excuse me. I actually right there. <laughs> that beer, man. Speaking of the beers, we're, I'm going to go back. I, I've got another one here. Actually, I, I got to well, take a quick pee break because I'm like dying over here and I got to grab another beer really quick. And I had to crack so, open uh, this bad boy here. So what do you still, have over still there? Still drinking the uh, the Yingling uh, light over here. You know it's the uh, it's this a beer of the week, <laughs> so you gotta crack them open and enjoy. <laughs> there you go, and uh, find those on yeah, uh, yeah, Bobcat's yeah. website. What's bum, the website? Bumwinebob.com is where you can find all the the best and the worst of cheap booze. Uh, we just celebrated our five year anniversary. Uh, this past week, so, so yeah, they said it couldn't be done, uh, and people didn't think it it would last this long. But here we are, five years later, and uh, still still going strong. Nice, congrats to that. That's fantastic. Thank you, thank you. So, if we get back to the idea of the hiding of cheap alcohol to the drinking of it to coming to fruition to where we are now in the world of what we drink and kind of how we get there um by the way it's like a break on the whole fucking episode 
(laughs) (laughs) I think for me, a lot of things came from where I was in life at the time in terms of, uh, you know, going to college and being broke and then having to figure out how to sustain and kind of how to live life and kind of move forward and still be prosperous and still be, you know, functioning in honestly to not look like I'm a fucking cheap ass. And so that's kind of where I came to into what I drink and that's where I like to go with and cheap booze to me isn't cheap booze in terms of like I'm only buying the bottom rung of whatever I'm getting. Like I said, I'm a bargain shopper. I, I bought four 16 ounce cans for $7 for local microbrew beer, which is phenomenal. That's not a bad price. No, I also no, not at all. Yeah. Not, not for that at least. No. And everything else is like, you know, 10, 12, 15, 16, $18 for four cans. It's like, uh, what do you do with that? I, uh, it, it's it's expensive to be a hipster. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, is that is true. Yeah, all the the hipster craft beer gurus of the world, you know, mm. uh, trying. I don't to, I don't mix the hipster and guru together. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I guess you're you're right. You know, they 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 think they they are gurus of the of the world, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Exactly. I'll go with that. They think they're, but nah, I, I don't think that they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a fucking jacked up, greased up mustache. I don't drink IPA because it's fucking fun. I drink it because I'm from a town where Lagunitas was brewed forever before it sold to Heineken and became an international company. Like, that's what I grew up with. It was there. Not because it's fucking popular. You have to drink it because you like it. I mean, that, that's the main thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's expensive, it's cheap. It's whatever you enjoy to drink. And, and that's what I always say. I'm like, it's a, it's a judgment-free zone uh, on my show and on my podcast. I say, hey, whatever you want to drink... You know, that's fine. You want to drink, you know, the the cheap stuff. You want to drink the craft beer. You want to crack open a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I mean, that's up to you. That's your own thing. Uh, uh, Everybody has their own, their own palate, their own things that they enjoy. And if that's what you like, hey, more power to you. Exactly. It's whatever's palatable to you is fine. Now, I say that. Uh, with an asterisk, I guess. I don't know how you say it because I'm judging myself for saying it. But it's specifically because if you want to tell me that your beer, your liquor, your wine, whatever it is you're drinking is better than whatever I'm drinking at the time because it's more expensive, you're an asshole. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yes, yeah, when you become the snob and you start to, you know, rub that in people's noses and say, oh, well, I'm drinking this and this was, you know, $15 for, uh, you know, a 24-ounce can. Oh, this is so much better than your, you know, your 
your Corona light or whatever you're drinking at the time. It's like, dude, who cares? I'm drinking. You're drinking. I'm trying to get a good buzz on. Maybe I'm trying to get drunk, depending depending on what I'm doing. Uh, (laughs) But it's like, hey, if you want to drink one beer and, and get drunk and be passed out, hey, go for it, man. I'm here for the long haul to to have fun and have a good time. Exactly. And I think that's where it comes to me. And that's where it's uh, disrespectful to people that are just drinking a drink. We're social drinkers. Oh, I had an epiphany on that one too. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, we're social drinkers. What we do as a culture, we're social individuals. And I will Joshu, and again, people Google this. I don't know what the fuck this idea of joshing someone can. I, I don't. I don't even know where that means. I don't even. But know. I just heard my dad say it. So I say it. Sounds. Like, good. I, I don't. Even, yeah, it sounds good. Who the fuck is Josh? Why are we Josh? Me? <laughs> Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I, I don't get that. But um, don't tell me that your Grey Goose is better than my Kirkland, because. If you ask anyone, common conception is they're both done in the same district in France, same water, same everything, but you're paying twice as much as I am paying for Kirkland. It doesn't make you better or worse than me. It just makes you look like an asshole because for every one drink you have, I get two. But it's the idea that of pushing the high sticker price on alcohol makes your taste better than those who drink lesser priced alcohol. And I, I, that is highly, highly unrealistic. That's not even true. Like there are some very good cheap wines, cheap alcohol, liquors, and beers that are far better and far greater than anything you're paying for high dollar amounts for. I agree with you 100% on that. I think you pretty much hit the nail right on the head. And that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish. You know, I guess that's what we'll, we'll say, you know, as our, you know, our epiphany, I guess, <laughs> for, for, for this podcast <laughs> is, you know, well, you know, we're sitting here discussing the world of cheap booze, cheap beers, wines, liquor, all the good stuff in between. It's like, look, just because you're, you like, higher end stuff more expensive that doesn't make it any better than the next guy who's drinking you know the cheap stuff i mean it's up to the person what do they like what do they enjoy i mean we're sitting here having a good time throwing back some drinks you know chatting about our uh drinking experiences and and adventures in the in the world of uh, of cheap booze but you know some people have the same thing with the higher end stuff and Hey, more power to them if that's the way they want to live their life. And, and I agree with that. And I, and I can't argue that. But I, I've had the really expensive. I've had the really cheap. I've had everything in between. And I can't say that there is a deviation between price and quality. You have good lower end things that are great. You have good higher end things that are great. I think it really comes to, and I hate the word, I think it comes to someone's purse. Like, what is it 
can you afford that you can try and drink? And I think there are stigmas on certain types of alcohol. And it doesn't matter if it's beer, wine, or booze that they're are, they are stuck with. And it's, Something that people don't want to pay for because they don't think they can afford it or they think I get the same thing for less. But if the alcohol content isn't there, then it's not the same. And for drinking, I think taste should be the determining factor, not alcohol content. But if you're going for alcohol content, then alcohol content and price should be there. And those should be, uh, you know... One in the other. In in terms for what I'm doing here, I've got, what, 6.5 alcohol by volume for a 16-ounce can, and it's four of them for seven bucks. I'm not mad at that. It's, it's a good price. It's a good beer. It's a good fine. But I don't think someone drinking, you know, Grey Goose or Belvedere is better than me drinking Smirnoff or Absolute. Because I can get one and a half or two for their one. You pretty much nailed it. I, I, <laughs> I give you. <laughs> I'm just sitting back, you know, listening to your, your reasoning as you break down everything. And I'm like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, he's, he's playing or at least he's playing it off that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, yeah, I it, it has it, it has to taste good. Uh and if you're looking for the higher alcohol content for the price, I mean, it has to weigh out in your in your favor for what you can spend, what your budget is, uh, and and really, it, it's up to to you to you know pick and choose what you think is uh, the best and and what's what's going to make you happy. I mean, that's that that that's the main thing. If if you're drinking. You want to, you know, get a good buzz. You want to be happy. You want to have a good time. Uh, and what's going to get you there? And at least for me, I always think what's going to make you get through it for the long haul, for the the whole day. If it's, you know, summertime, barbecue, party, whatever, you know, if you're starting to drink, you know, one, two o'clock in the afternoon, I still want to be up and going, you know, by nine, ten o'clock, you know, at night and, you know, pacing yourself uh i mean if you start doing <laughs> shots and mixing things that's a whole different story uh you never know what might happen at that point but but yeah it's up to you, you of what you want there, to. yeah exactly <laughs> and so there's a there's a lot of choices out there for everybody and i think we uh we broke down a lot of it <laughs> and, and, you know, there's, there's probably a lot more, you know, you know, we, we can cover and, and definitely I think we'll have to uh, do it again uh, in the future for a, you know, a part two of our uh, cheap booze uh, uh, adventures and, and, and podcasts mm -hmm. and, uh, and we'll have to, uh, we'll, you know, Maybe we'll do a little more, you know, pre-work and uh, prep uh, <laughs> next time. Maybe maybe we'll coordinate a uh, a beverage uh, uh, to enjoy. Uh, but but yeah, there's there's a lot out there for people to 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 enjoy and check out, and I, and hopefully 
anybody who who listens to this show, uh, maybe we educated you on the the finer things of the cheap booze world. And why you shouldn't be judgmental on price. You can find great booze, great beer, great wine, whatever it is you want to drink, whatever it is you normally spend your money on. There are better alternatives than just paying for the name of whatever you're drinking, whatever you want to buy. There are great alternatives to everything in which you look at and maybe give it a chance. And if you're afraid of stigma and you're afraid of uh, judgmental ideas between your friends, beside the fact that you're hanging out with fucked up friends, maybe yeah, you yeah, don't tell them. You, yeah, yeah, just say fuck it. You know, fuck them. <laughs> Drink what you want. That's it. Exactly. And then maybe just put your own nice booze that you like in that expensive bottle. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And nobody's the wiser, you know, just don't, mm-hmm. uh, just keep it to yourself though. Don't, you know, start sharing it. So as people, you know, take a sip, they're like, are you sure this is what's in this bottle? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that, 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 let them question it. Let them like, Oh, this is great. Where did this come from? You don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ask the questions. You don't want the answers to just, uh, just leave it at that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was a good time. I, I appreciate uh, both of us, you know, sitting down. Well, me on 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 Boeing with Bobcat, and then uh, yourself there as well. The the rant with with Herman James and friends. Uh, and you know, you know, Bobcat's and, a friend. That's it. Let's see. We're making we're making friends. We're having a good time. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the world of podcasting from coast to coast. You know, we did it from New Jersey to California through the wonder of the internet people. You know, who who would have thought? Uh, Al Gore, he made the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Al Gore, for making this all, uh, uh, all possible. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, if you're looking to find the rant, make sure to uh, check out thehermanjames.com. The rant's live podcasts are on there. We play the most recent ones on the homepage. All the past and all the archived ones can be found in the podcast locations as well as the podcast notes. They're all free. Check them out. Yeah, and you can find me, Mr. Bumwine Bob or Bobcat or or for all the the little the little Bobcats uh <laughs> out there. Uh <laughs> you can find uh, the blog and the podcast at bumwinebob.com for all of my uh, cheap booze adventures and you can find bumming with Bobcat on, on all your favorite podcast apps and, and devices. Uh, you know, I haven't tried to, to, to yell it at the, um, uh, the smart speaker yet. Yeah, not, not yet. So, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will work or maybe it will play uh, something else. I guess we'll have to try it out and find Bob out. Jack <laughs> it, 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 might, it might, you never know. You never know. <laughs> But yeah, but you can find us uh, anywhere you you get all your 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 podcasts is where you can find uh, uh, Bumwine Bob. Nice. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on my uh, podcast, Bob. I appreciate you letting me on yours as well. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. We had a good time. Yes, yeah, a good time. I I appreciate the uh, the invite and the and the good time we had here. And yeah, we'll definitely have to. Uh, 
do it again for a you know a part two of the uh, the coast to coast cheap booze uh, adventures because you know we we could go on here probably for for a few more hours but you know we'll we'll leave the people wanting more for the for the future until the next time exactly <laughs> uh, thanks again man I appreciate it we'll crack open some more beers alright so there you have it there is the first ever podcast simulcast in the history of Bumming with Bobcat hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode I myself had a great time chatting with the Herman James himself from the rant with Herman James and friends hopefully we covered the whole spectrum of cheap booze to your uh, appreciation but as I said there's always more room to circle around and come back and do it again because I can talk cheap booze for hours upon hours as you all know who listen to and subscribe to Bumming with Bobcat so we'll wrap things up for you guys this week uh, don't forget to check out the Yingling Premium Light as the bumwinebob.com beer of the week don't forget to once again check out thehermanjames.com for the rant with Herman James and friends it's a weekly talk show comedy show hosted by Herman James about a different topic on current issues life tips or just commentary on on life and activities that that bother him and his friends as you heard us starting it the the topic of people who can't drive in the rain he did some episodes about dryer vent installation lawyer talk saving money uh, pretty much anything that's on his mind he covers on his show too so be sure to check him out at thehermanjames.com and listen to and subscribe to his podcast on all your favorite podcast apps and once again I am the one and only Bumwine Bob and to all my little bobcats out there until next time cheers Cheers.